they they not seeing nothing about it. But here, here it is, right here. Check it out. In the name of God, the beloved, the merciful, we have what is that? The one God who praises to forever. We have come here collectively today to speak out about what is happening here at the Harris County Jail. Enough is enough. There are too many young African American men and black men, period, dying in this jail under very suspicious circumstances. There are too many deputies, as one being seen, we've been seeing here lately, that's being charged with violating the human and civil rights of inmates in this jail. Just because a man is charged with a crime does not mean he's guilty of that crime. And just because a man is charged with a crime does not mean that he no longer has human and civil rights and constitutional protections. The Harris County Jail has become the house of death in Houston, Texas. This is the biggest funeral home, the biggest morgue in Harris County is a Harris County Jail. It is sad to learn that this place is so severely understaffed. This place is extremely overworking workers and deputies who are so frustrated with stress to what now you now don't have the appropriate funds to hire the appropriate people to work in a place like this. You're picking and choosing from the bottom of the barrel because you don't have the money to hire qualified people that should be working in jails like this with some sense of humanity. A lot of these brothers are being beat, being stumped, being choked, being slammed, necks broken, backs broken, arms broken, internal bleeding, organs being punctured from beatings at the hands of deputies. This is a fact. Enough is enough. Too many young men are dying in this jail and we demand immediate changes right now to what is taking place in this jail. This place is the house of death. The Harris County Jail is the house of death, whether we like it or not. And those in this jail, some of them, are being stuck in this jail because the courts are moving so slow. The courts are just resetting and resetting and resetting and resetting, leaving them close to the wall and living squalor. Some, some in this jail have even sent pictures anonymously that the conditions are less than a third world country. This is a shame what's taking place in this jail. And we demand immediate change. If the FBI needs to step in, the Department of Justice needs to step in and take over this jail, well then what are you waiting on? Because if it was the same number of young white men dying in this jail, like these young black men, they would have came here a long time ago and did something about this. Yeah. This mother's son just passed this jail. And she was speaking about the crazy circumstances of how she learned about her son's death. Just to show you the blatant, the blatant level of insensitivity when it comes to notifying families and loved ones of what's happening with their loved ones in this jail. Let's take your son's hand here. My son is Kevin Leon Smith Jr. I got an inside call from social media saying that my son passed away. They seen him laying in the bunk. His pants was urine. They was already wet. When they picked him up on the stretcher, they made like they was doing CPR, which was not true. When I called and called, no one reached out to me. Finally, a chaplain called me close to 1 o'clock. Y'all say my son was transported to Bentall Hospital. He was at Harris County System at 9, 12 a.m. How did y'all even know he was dead at 9, 12 a.m.? If you go on your records and look now, it say my son is still active in Harris County on the fifth floor. Not he's deceased. He had court February the 3rd, which he was coming home that Friday. Y'all reset it and said he'll be reset to next uh, uh, February the 24th. How you reset a deceased body? 
That's what I'm not understanding. Then when I called up here, I have to call up here and let them know my son dead in the custody of them. He wasn't at home. He was in their custody. Whether they overstep, understep, and all that, I know for a fact you have two guards that watches that floor at night. Kevin wasn't in the one or two cells. He was housed in the big cell where it was open. Nobody seen nothing, supposedly. But I have some that's willing to talk, but I don't want to put them children in danger for their parents to get the same power saying that they left. They scared to say something because the guard, as they said, whooping their ass. But this one right here, Kevin Leon Smith Jr., Zotty Cocaine going to shake the world. This body right here is not going to stop till we get justice. I want everybody that's supposedly did CPR, everybody that's supposedly transported them, the staff that was working that night, the ones that watched the switchboard. I want camera footage full if I got to pay and get my last time. This death right here would not go unsold. Then y'all have the nerve to call me and tell me I can come pick up his property or set up on and close it when y'all lock my son up July 1st. Y'all got loose paper orders because that was just printed out Wednesday. Saying he's from Katy, he's not. Saying that he's 24 years old on a $10,000 bond, not. Saying that y'all just served my house uh, July the 26th. He was in y'all custody. Who did y'all serve papers to? Who did they serve? And it's sad. It, it's truly sad. I'm just holding together. Then when I call up here to get information, we got the parent. He don't say he have no next again. And I know why we have he has no next again. But we are the brother and father. And I'm saying y'all got he had no next again. They wouldn't give us no information. And and the Roger call. I don't know if he a sergeant or deputy. Bailey was the phone call when I called. I spoke with Captain. He told me my son was moved to TDC. You cannot move about to the TDC if you haven't got charged of, uh, of a crime. How did you move him to TDC? They moved my son to Guard's Garvey Unit, which he was happy, even though he was locked up. I'm weak, eating good. They clean up here. I was able to see my son. He gets shipped back to Harris County custody, and I find out he dead. Y'all not even giving these people hygiene stuff. Even when I was doing commissary, y'all wasn't even getting them his tax stuff. Saying it wasn't even getting them with you. But get nothing. He called and said, Pop, we ain't got to get it. Yeah, it's there. We sent it. We kept saying, You ain't get it. What get nothing? This one right here is it, it's hard. And the only thing y'all look at is, Oh, look what he charged with this and that. Yeah, but y'all ain't proven guilty. A, a guilty person wasn't coming home. I don't give a damn if he sat out here and shot nine people. At the end of the day, they don't give nobody no right to take nobody. You got serial killers and everybody up out here still. Y'all let them out on two dollar bonds. They come out and do the same thing. Really? Y'all don't have a decent to call and tell a parent, a family, nothing that's going on with their loved ones in here.
we're going to get a tightening on that. Because at the end of the day, this is unacceptable. And the law is the law, and it needs to be followed. Thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Jacqueline Strange Barrett. My husband was Gregory Bernard Barrett. His, um, he was asked here for a parole violation, but he had a parole hearing for September 3rd that had been reset to September 3rd. It had been reset twice. He um, died in the isolation cell. They actually put him in the isolation cell after they tested him for COVID. They put him in the isolation cell. I talked to him Friday morning. He told me, he gave me the symptoms. I told him what he had. Because I I worked for Harris County. I've been there for 28 years. They did not know that because it wasn't on the paperwork. They found that out Saturday morning when I walked in to check on him. That's when they found out. And they were shocked. The chaplain came out. She told me she needed to talk to me. She wanted me to put my things in a locker. She took me back, followed by a deputy or two, took me to a room and told me that they found my husband unresponsive in his cell. I said he wasn't in his cell because I'm now in Baker Street, not at, not at the new jail where he was at. She said they found him at 10 something. What happened in the time that he was put in an isolation cell? At 11 something on Friday, he was not checked per the coroner. The coroner told me himself, the chief coroner, Dr. Wolf, told me that his core temperature was still high. He had a high temperature. He was not seen. From the time that he was put in that isolation cell on Friday at 11 a.m. until they found him unresponsive with a gash in his head from falling on the concrete floor in the isolation cell on Saturday morning. So what happened to those shifts that did not check him? Did he knock on the door? Did he scream for help? Did he ask, did he ask the staff to help him? My thing is this, these inmates are not dogs. They, they, are, they deserve help. And I know y'all not helping because when he first got here, he called and told me that he had been walking around with no socks and no shoes for three days. He went to court with no socks and no shoes on. He was cold. I had to call down here to the regular jail and beg another deputy to please give him some socks and some shoes and a blanket because my husband was cold and shivering on the phone. And that makes no sense. These inmates are not animals. Treat them with the same dignity that you would treat your brothers and your fathers and your sons and your kids. Don't treat them like dogs. They are not dogs. Treat them like you would treat your family. Now, this man, my little nine-year-old grandchild, he don't even want to come to the house because this man is not here. I definitely want this brother to tell his story of what happened to him in this jail. And he does have an attorney. How y'all doing? What's your name, sir? What's your name? My name is Tron Nadif. My name is Tron Nadif. Spelled T-R-O-N. Last name Nadif. M as in Mary A-D-I-S-E. M-A-D-I-S-E Nadif. 
So I was attacked while in Harris County. Um, I came to jail on a weapons charge, just trying to protect myself because the job that I was working at, the place on time, was robbed three times since I was there. But anyway, I get to the jail. Um, I'm in for a while, but what happened, the officer mistaken, must have mistaken me for somebody else grabbed me, and he, he, I rolled him up, because he twisted my arm. So when I, he found out I rolled him up, he, I got written up, and I was transferred, and he, the officer that I rolled up, transferred me to the murder tank, which they call the murder tank, and it was already on quarantine, so no one was even supposed to go in that, in that cell. He forced me to go in that cell after I told him I didn't want to go in there, but he told me I had to go in there and he made me go in. Um, upon being in there, I wasn't even in there long. I was attacked by eight individuals when I went into the cell. They closed the door on me and they jumped me. They beat me. I'm, I'm screaming for help and I'm thinking I'm about to die. Uh, and they just standing there looking at me. And they broke my ribs, they broke my shoulder, my right shoulder, my right knee. They stitched my eye back in. Thank God that Damn, he was on my side to save me because I wouldn't have made it out. It's a goddamn they, shame. When they finally came in the cell to pull me out, it was because an old man, he started beating on the window and screaming for help. And then they left me and went and started attacking him. And they definitely made them come in to pull them off the old man. So I started screaming at the bars, like, come get me, help me. And that's when they came and pulled me out, and they were laughing at me the whole time. So when I get down downstairs and they bring me to the, um, to see the, 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 the nurses, right? when they bring me to see the nurses, they, uh, they're laughing at me. And because and I'm in so much pain and I'm crying, they're telling me to shut up while I'm going to put you in the hole. So the one lady, she tells the other officer, put him in the hole. And so it was, it was a, a black nurse. She heard what happened and she was like, no, y'all cannot put him in the hole. And she sit by my side until the ambulance came to make sure I got sent to Bentall. And I was in the emergency room, uh, the ICU for a couple of days. You got a case. In critical condition. And uh, the only way that my family found out it was he snuck me a pen and paper, blocked the, the police from me giving him my information to contact my family. He blocked the police and sent me a piece of pen, a pen and a piece of paper, and had me to write my current fiance's number down and my sister's number. And he called them and let them and told them what, what had happened to me while I was in there.
And I just thank y'all for being here today. We'll take any questions from you all at this point. Come back over here, Dad. Come back, Mom. Mom. Come back on the microphone. Get him. sometime this evening. But one of the first things on this, what we want is adequate staffing in these jails. Yeah. Yeah. Two, we want adequate notification according to state law and according to federal law. I'm so glad we got him in that And three, we want an outside agency to be contracted by Harris County Commissioner's Court. To investigate the allegations of abuse, wrongdoing, and murder in the Harris County Jail. 
We cannot trust them to investigate themselves. We want an outside agency that's paid by the commissioners for Harris County to investigate all these deaths and killings and beatings in the Harris County Jail. You just had a deputy in arrested yesterday, indicted yesterday. A deputy just got arrested for beating the hell out of one of these inmates. But that's not the first one in the last several months. It's happening over and over and over again in this jail. Everywhere. And it's only because the Department of Justice has not stepped in and took over this jail. And it's only because no outside agency that will make the report public immediately. We want it three days after they completed to be made public to the public of what's going on inside this jail with allegations of abuse, wrongdoing, and murder. say this to you. This same thing was happening under Sheriff Johnny Holmes when I was a child. Mm -hmm. This same thing was happening under Sheriff Hickman. It happened under Sheriff Garcia. Why are these motherfuckers still walking around? It is the culture of the Harris County Sheriff's Department in these jails. That is the problem. That's the problem. They honestly believe they can beat the hell out of your mates and get away with it. They honestly believe if they kill one of them, they can cover it up and the system will protect them. So Sheriff Gonzalez is a product of that culture. And that's why an outside agency needs to step in and take over the leadership of this jail. Because taking somebody else from among the ranks of that same culture ain't going to fix this problem. We need a real agency to step in like the Department of Justice, the Civil Rights Division. Investigate this jail for human and civil rights violations and let the truth fall where it lands. And then let's determine who the most qualified that can be put in place to govern this jail. Because we keep electing the same folks from the same law enforcement culture and we keep getting the same results. And so, um, so again, we've been in talks with Sheriff Ed Gonzalez because he has to talk to me because I'm also the accountability chair for the Texas Democratic Party, the Black Caucus. So I actually will have an appointment where I will walk in these jails to talk to some of these inmates and speak to them on what is actually happening, okay? Now, A. Gonzalez, Sheriff A. Gonzalez have also have been very transparent in certain ways. Uh, he's been very, um, to the fact where he's an open arms for suggestions and things that can be done. Well, he needs to come on this because side. I did let him know that uh, you have yeah, to drain the swamp of these corrupt people. I, 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 I got two cents on it. No, Ed Gonzalez needs to come up missing. And everybody knows these guards' names. So we need to have the names so we can do our own little research and find out where these motherfuckers lay their head, where their kids go to school, what old folks' home 
their parents stay at. Because, see, if you can't get the one that did you wrong, believe you me, you can do collateral damage and get the ones closest to them. Yeah. Because I want to record them on both of my channels. And uh, we're going to go down his timeline. And uh, he just uploaded this four minutes ago. So it's 21 minutes long. And I um, hope you enjoy it. I'm sure I will.
Texas again.
All right, let's see what else. Uh, all right. They do. See what else you got on there. Okay, this one's uh twenty-nine minutes. Yeah, let me uh restart my anchors give them a whole different segment. Hold on.
That's crazy.
That's right. Kill them all. That's right. Yes, we can. That's right. Collect. Yeah. 
damn near anything. Yes, Lord.
Let's see if he has another, another one. Nope, just those two. All right, Black family. Hope you enjoy. Anchor one is going. Anchor number two is going. Go to Black Speed. Start record. And uh, here goes the prep. See what he's talking about about NATO. There are events of statecraft happening across the United States of America and across the world. The USA has opened an embassy in the Solomon Islands. It's the latest move to counter China's push in the Pacific. Those countries that are aligning themselves with the United States of America for a so-called free and open Indo-Pacific know that time is of the essence. They have to get their allies and their militaries prepared. The U.S. State Department notified lawmakers late last year that China's growth influence in the region made reopening the embassy in the Solomon Islands a huge political priority. Since then, the Solomons has signed a security pact with China. This raises fears in the military that a buildup is happening in the region. The U.S. has countered by sending several high-ranking delegates into the area. The Solomon Islands switched their allegiance from the self-ruled island of Taiwan to Beijing just a few years ago. This threatened to close all of the close ties with the USA that date back to the ending of the Second World War. We are seeing this bond weaken as the People's Republic of China aggressively seeks to engage the Solomon Islands political and business elites to utilize a familiar pattern of extravagant promises, the prospects of costly infrastructure loans, and potentially dangerous levels of debt resolution. That's the U.S. State Department saying in a notice to Congress that was recently obtained by the Associated Press. A senior, uh, senior State Department official, this person insisted on remaining anonymous, he briefed the media saying the U.S. had been encouraged by the Solomon Islands to commit 
to continue working with traditional security partners. Instead, Australia, the USA, but the Solomon Islands remains concerned about secrecy surrounding their security agreements with China. This anonymous government official said that any type of militarization in the Pacific by China is an absolute concern. This again goes to the recent video that we put out where we had members of the military and their family members sending in screenshots and text messages that we were planning to be at war with China in as little as 24 weeks. The official who asked to remain anonymous said that the U.S. has yet to uh, have had deep conversations with new leadership models in the area. Instead, we know that we are going to war. It's now being said that there is an existing U.S. government plan to accelerate the implementation of what American allies are calling an Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, or EDCA. They say this agreement, as it's explained at its base layer, is designed to retain American-led international military and economic dominance by strengthening bilateral defensive cooperation, by granting the U.S. military rotating forces direct militarized access to additional military bases. This brings the total number of such sites up to nine. It's also being reported that by securing access to additional military bases in the Philippines, the USA is preparing to directly engage China militarily from that position, as well as having access to five other bases, including the Antonio Batista Air Base in Palawan, an island near China's Nine Dash Line, Caesar Basa Air Base, and uh, other fort near Manila on the Luzon Island part of the Philippines archipelago that is closest to Taiwan. Strategists now say that NATO's visit in the Indo-Pacific and that new alliance, its timing, is striking and remarkable. It makes a noticeable change in the message that NATO has worked to deliver. They warn that the very fact that NATO has chosen now to undertake the bringing together of these Indo-Pacific allegiances with a war raging on in Europe, with America's continuous delivery of modern weapon systems to Ukraine, is significant at best in a pre-war move at likely. As the Secretary General told an audience in uh, South Korea, his delegation's visit is a strong expression of the great importance that NATO attaches to the partnership between NATO and the Republic of South Korea. The language that was used in this recent calling to arms is a vision of change. Leading strategists say that you need to take note. It is a concept brought to light showing that NATO is preparing through diplomacy and the arming of its allies to take on China and Russia simultaneously. They warn that direct alterations to decades of verbiage including the open warning to the West that, quote, China now poses a challenge to our values, to our interests, and to our security. The Secretary General also acknowledged that China is much higher up on the NATO agenda than before because it's now becoming a problem for NATO. Remember in my recent video where I talked to you that 
Uh, I told you that governments, militaries, will never take less control and they'll never take less money. That's what they are threatened with at this time. This is happening as the U.S. military just notified the government that China is now positioned to hold and to use more land-based intercontinental range missile launchers than the U.S. even has, with a warning that the United States government must act immediately to respond to China's nuclear and China's military buildup. The commander of the U.S. Strategic Command, which oversees nuclear forces, wrote that the Senate and uh, House's Armed Services Committee must take this seriously. He says the number of land-based fixed and mobile ICBM launchers in China exceeds the number of ICBM launchers in the USA. This is happening while the U.S. continues to face a theater shift. It's being called a challenge of deterrence with Russia's substantial nuclear forces while China builds up and grows its own nuclear and military arsenal. It's being said that U.S. lawmakers are actively discussing how to prepare for the eventuality that the U.S. military will go to arms against China. The U.S. government is right now preparing for massive losses of life a huge and international loss of confidence. This will happen, changing our modern world soon after into a world of chaos. It's no coincidence that the whole world was positioned to watch a Chinese military surveillance aircraft drift slowly over the continental United States of America, taking images, grabbing communications, relaying data on secretive American military installations and equipment. This was meant for you to see. Many of China's land-based launchers are still cons uh, consistent of empty silos, according to U.S. officials, experts outside of the government. The Strategic Command also notified Congress that the USA has more intercontinental range land-based missiles and more nuclear warheads than China but we are at a real threat of being overpowered by manpower. The command's notification didn't include submarine-launched missiles or long-range bombers, where the U.S. has a decided advantage, according to U.S. officials. China is rapidly approaching parity with the USA, said uh, Rep. Mike Rogers, the Alabama Republican who chairs the House Armed Services Committee. We simply can't allow that to happen, he warns. The time for the U.S. to adjust our force posture and increase capabilities to meet this threat is quickly passing. Rogers says that the limits on long-range forces set by a treaty between the U.S. and Russia, known as New START, those limits are inhibiting the U.S. from building up an arsenal that is capable of taking on Russia and China concurrently. That accord, of course China is not party to it, expires in three years. Arms control proponents say that rather than trying to surpass China and Russia's nuclear forces, the U.S. has more to gain by trying to preserve treaty rights with Russia than by attempting to draw Beijing into a discussion of nuclear arms control. It's in our national interest, they say, to keep the Russians under the New START limits. We need to complete our nuclear modernization according to that plan, not pile on new requirements. That's Rose of Stanford University who negotiated the treaty with the USA. 
Military watchers say that there is a great significance to recent confirmations that a U.S. warship was operating within the waters of the Black Sea for the first time since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, where it has been confirmed by military sources that the U.S. ambassador to Turkey and the U.S. consulate general, uh, general to Istanbul visited the ship for several hours. The ambassador made no connection between the ship's present and the uh, presence in the ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine. Instead, he described the visit as an opportunity to strengthen a NATO relationship. Turkey is a highly valued NATO ally, Flake said, but we note that Turkey is on its way out of NATO. He says that the visit of this warship is an opportunity to further strengthen a long-standing and vital partnership with the country of Turkey. Notably, the USA has recently issued warnings to Turkey about its exports to Russia. The exports include microchips, chemicals, products that can be used in the war effort against Europe. The destroyer was last seen operating in the Black Sea. This is the closest a U.S. warship has been to Russia since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. They say that it's operating with a larger strike group and is ready to act at the behest of Europe at any moment. Analyzing data from a network of over 1,000 scientists across the USA and Canada, a group of scientists have started uh, ringing an alarm bell. This alarm bell is for Americans and for the government alike. The report was posted calling this the most comprehensive study in the field. It synthesized 50 years worth of information on the health of animals, ecosystems, plants. It shows that 40% excuse me, 40% of animals, 34% of plants in the USA are at risk of extinction in the next couple of years. 41% are facing a collapse. In some instances, they term the threat human encroachment. But I'm going to note for you that the largest data set issue that I see with the studies is a redefining of a true and existing threat known as corporate encroachment. And they're renaming it human encroachment. Sean O'Brien, he's the president of NatureServe, he says the conclusions of the report are truly terrifying. He hoped that it will help lawmakers understand that there is urgency here to pass for protections so that we don't lose too much of our country. If we want to maintain a panoply of biodiversity that we currently enjoy, he says, that means things like you go outside and you see a lizard on a sidewalk. You look up and you hear the pecking of a woodpecker. You might see a squirrel gathering some things. Maybe there's a local wild edible that you like. He warns that we need to target places where biodiversity is most at threat. The data reported by NatureServe is grim. It's a harrowing sign of a very real problem that our wildlife and ecosystems are currently facing, says Bayer. I am thankful, he says, for their efforts, which will give a boost to protect biodiversity. Among the species at most at risk are icons like the Venus flytrap. It's only found in a few uh, counties of North and South Carolina. Imagine if your children grow up and they never know what one was. Nearly half of all cacti species are at risk of extinction. 200 species of trees, including the maple leaf oak, which is found in Arkansas, they uh, risk disappearing. Among ecosystems, America's expansive temperate and boreal grasslands are among the uh, most imperiled, they say. Over half of 78 grassland types of uh, regions 
risk a range-wide collapse. The threat against plants, animals, and ecosystems are varied. The report finds that habitat degradation and land conversion is damning these species into non-existence. California, Texas, <clears throat> south, uh, southern, southeastern U.S. country uh, states, counties in those states, are at the highest risks for what is happening. These areas are both the richest in terms of biodiversity in the country, but they're also where population growth has boomed. Corporations come in, they let all of their byproducts, their bi-waste go by, and it absolutely wrecks the world. Moving on, I want you to get ready for higher prices everywhere. Chief Executive Mark Schneider of Nestle has told international outlets that the company will be forced to raise prices of its food products. It's going to do it this year. They say that there's an offsetting of higher production costs that it has yet to fully pass on to you, the consumer. The increases will not be as steep as they were in 2022, he says, but we have some catching up to do, and it's going to take us a year to do it. Nestle is not going to be the only corporation performing these acts, and so you and your family need to get ready for higher prices everywhere you go. You need to get ready for a world that looks nothing like the world that you grew up in. You need to get ready for a war that is constantly changing, a never-ending conflict. They know that violence is increasing, criminal activity is increasing. It seems that we are being attacked at every single turn. The best thing that you can do is not to shut down, not to remain ill-prepared, but to get ready for violence, you make sure that you have a strategy and a plan that stops you and your family from becoming victims. Make sure everybody has the tools that they need to protect themselves from people who want to wrongly perform violent acts against them. You make sure you have your pantry stocked from when things are hard to come by at the store. You have alternative medicines, things that can maybe gap, uh, fill in the gaps if you and your family experience a time where you can't get the medications that you normally live, uh, normally need to survive. You make sure that you plan because in planning, you are prepared and in preparedness, you lack fear. We do everything that we can to prepare for the unknowns of tomorrow. I hope that you'll come back here and join us tomorrow to talk more about the headlines that are happening around our world, the things that are affecting our planet and the knowledge that we have to share with each other. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure you check out contingencymedical.com if you're looking for real antibiotics from a real doctor in a real pharmacy. Use the code FSS10, you're going to get a discount there. And use the code FSS15 at nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS for a real long-term food storage. You guys know I'm a sugar shill. Even though I don't eat sugar, I make it. Because if the bullets are flying, I'm going to enjoy some cake and brownies. You know I'm a rice shill. You know I'm a flour shill, a honey shill, Pop-Tart shill even. I'm going to stop and store everything I can to make life easier for my family given the crises, uh, crisis events that we are facing. Once you're done shilling out like me, you might want long-term food storage. Use the code FSS15 there at Nutrient Survival if that's what you're looking for. Please, everyone, stay safe. Keep watch. And I'll see you tomorrow here at Full Spectrum Survival on YouTube.